Welcome back to the Wellness of Being with your host, Brad Foyer. Losing a loved one is never easy, especially when you have a young family. My guest today, Christine Peacock, shows how she turned her tragedy into a triumph. Welcome, Christine. Thanks, Brad. So I'd like to, to dive right into it, and, and having a loss is never easy, and I really want to hear your heartfelt story, you know, leave every detail in, because I think our viewers really want to know what it's like, and they may find it difficult, and they don't know how to go through the, the, the process. So if you'd like to start there, just give us a little bit of, about the background, maybe even, even maybe a little bit of history or even how you met. Absolutely. <laughs> well, uh, Brad, when I was 17, mm -hmm. I met uh, my then uh, first boyfriend, mm -hmm. who became my husband when uh, I was 21 years old. Oh. And, uh, you know, we did all the regular things. We got married. I went to school. By profession, I'm a teacher. And uh, we had our children. And when I had my third baby, our third daughter in 2012, I was on my maternity leave with her, of course, and she was about a week old. And it was on that day, she was seven days old, we knew there was something wrong. Mm. Now the irony is, is that I had my daughter at home, uh, and so I didn't have to mm. go to a hospital to yes. have my baby. Mm. Um, but she was seven days old and we, we rushed to emergency. We knew there was something wrong with my husband. By the time she was eight weeks old, um, he had a cancer diagnosis. So we had a newborn, we had a four-year-old and six-year-old at the time, and we had also adopted um, my husband's younger brother, who was about 16 at the time. Okay. So we were a busy family, yes, uh, yes. four kids and the two of us. And uh, I remember getting the cancer news and we were sitting at um, the, the office. Uh, he had just had, it was colon cancer, mm -hmm. and he'd had a procedure done, and we were sitting there, and I didn't realize it at the time, but my husband's face was just white. Mm -hmm. And of course, my newborn, she was in that little bucket carrier, and I was just chatting with the, um, the receptionist, not even thinking there was an issue. And we sat down and, and the doctor said, it's likely a, a colon cancer tumor. Mm -hmm. And I just remember the two of us just crying and shaking. And it was in that moment, you know, I had to ask the receptionist to hold and carry the baby back to the car mm -hmm. because in five minutes, we had to pick up our other two kids from school. And the reason I'm sharing that story with you is because that was really the moment when we had to, it was a defining moment, because it was the moment where we had to say, we've been dealt some bad news, mm -hmm. some harsh reality, but our circumstances are that we've got three little kids who depend on us and who will be scared, and we're scared, and we don't have a choice to have that fear in front of them. Mm -hmm. And so we had five minutes to get ourselves together with this terrible news and wipe our tears and pick up our daughters from school. So with the, with the cancer itself, before you go any further, were there any signs? Did he feel any different? Did he notice anything, especially if it's colon cancer? Um, because I do have friends that have passed on from colon cancer at a very young age. Mm -hmm. Like I had one friend, you know, she just turned 40. 
you know what I mean, found that she had colon cancer and shortly after then passed on. Mm -hmm. But with your husband, was there any signs there? Was there any, um, like he was just feeling weaker or was there anything like when you have bowel movements or anything like that? Because assuming with the colon, that's where you would kind of notice first or was there just no signs at all? He had digestive discomfort, mm-hmm. and so when we went to the doctor, they were actually expecting it to be Crohn's or colitis. Okay. They weren't expecting a uh, cancer tumor mm-hmm. there at all. He didn't have the typical um, blood or, um, you know, he had pain, but it wasn't mm-hmm. the typical things that, you know, somebody normally gets. And again, like you had said, a lot of times those colon cancer diagnoses are somebody in their 60s, 50s mm-hmm. or 60s, yes. um, even when people start getting colonoscopies. Um, um, so he had pain, and that's it was just persistent pain that just mm-hmm. had been there for years, and he'd okay. had other procedures, and mm-hmm. just we never figured out what it was. And mm-hmm. then we and we, he got the colonoscopy, and that's what revealed that there was something a blockage in there. Okay, yes. Um, and so what we had to do following the confirmation of that mm-hmm. biopsy that it was colon cancer was um, surgery, mm-hmm. and so. He had the surgery, and again, it, the irony is, is we go in there into the the pre-op, and I've got a newborn, and the nurses are looking at me, saying, "You know, of course you know what it's like to have um, an epidural, because mm-hmm. this is what your husband's going to have." And I didn't know what an epidural yes. was like, yes. um, because I've always kind of gone on the path of being a more natural more person. Naturally, yes. And so, with his surgery, he needed the epidural. And so he had the surgery, and they they told us that the chances of recovery were very good. Oh, they got okay. the whole tumor. They mm-hmm. had noticed that it was in some of the lymph nodes mm-hmm. and on on the aorta, yes. but they felt like they'd gotten everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the way my husband described it was, the chemotherapy was just a um, it was just there as a precaution mm-hmm. because he was so young get the chemotherapy, get the drugs, get the treatment, just to make sure that everything was blasted. So the colon uh, cancer um, chemotherapy was really tough. Mm -hmm. It was not pretty. It was um, every, the cycle of chemotherapy was every two weeks. So he had chemotherapy twice a month for six months. Mm. So it was 12 rounds of chemotherapy. Well, that must be a lot on the family too because having to go twice a week plus having three small children, it's not like get up and go because I don't imagine he would have enough strength to kind of drive himself there, get the treatment and then return and say, hi, honey, I'm home. Exactly. You know, I think you'd probably have to get together and either you drive or get all the family together or find some kind of alternative so that for the kids and themselves being young getting everybody together going off doing the treatments and then how long would you be there when he was having his treatments done yeah so the chemo treatment in the chair was probably Mm. about six hours oh wow it was a long treatment okay um and they would um he had a porta calf and he would sit in the chair receive the chemo treatment in the chair Mm -hmm. and i went with him for every single chemo treatment i drove him Mm. and of course um, you know having family support and support from friends is super important Mm -hmm. Um, so we had people taking care of the children so that I could be there for him. Especially a six-hour span it's a lot with three young ones to try to get them they get bored they get tired they get you know nervous scared whatever they see that 
environment and right. they know something's going on. Exactly. Obviously. And so, yeah. and then after the treatment, my husband had to wear his chemotherapy home for two days. Mm. So it wasn't just chemotherapy in the chair. Okay. He was then, um, he would take another chemotherapy home mm. and he, just like the pocket that you have there, yeah. he'd put the, the bag of drugs okay. in, in his pocket mm -hmm. and he would wear the chemotherapy for another two days. Okay. And it would automatically it inject would automatically the, inject the, okay. the drug mm -hmm. and then two days later a nurse would come and take off the okay. disconnect. And redress, yeah. Um, and and the, the hard part with the chemotherapy and having the young children mm -hmm. was he couldn't hold the kids. Mm -hmm. So during that time we had, you know, a baby who yeah. was between, you know, she was probably between um, five months and a year okay. old yes. when he was going through treatment, he couldn't hold her because, of mm. course, little little babies well, at that age they tough. just want to pull well, things. And they need, and they need, you know, I mean, and, and yeah, they long for touch, they long for bonding, they long for, and especially if you don't have, you know, a parental kind of figure there, and when you're crying out, and if you're the main figure that they have to go to because he can't do it. And yeah. that must have been obviously frustrating, I imagine, for him. Absolutely. Here you have your own kids, your pride and joy, but yet you can't, you can't even touch them, you can't hold them, yeah. you know. And that was tough for him um, because he couldn't hold our baby, mm -hmm. especially the youngest yeah. one. And I remember him telling me um, when his cancer turned terminal, I remember mm -hmm. him telling me that he didn't want to get to know her. Oh, okay. And he said, I don't think it would be fair for me to get to know her mm -hmm. because she won't have a lot of time with me. No, and it's much harder to leave, I think, for That's both of them. That's what he felt. You start to bond and now they're gone, especially to be young. Same for him. The mm -hmm. more he gets to know her, the more he's going to love her that he already does anyway. But now it's like when I'm not going to potentially be here yeah. because you don't really know. I mean, uh, it can go either way and go into remission. Exactly. You know, things like that. But I had told him at that time, I said to him, you know, I said, whatever time you have with her mm -hmm. is precious. Yes. And she may not remember those moments, mm -hmm. but you are her father and whatever you can give her will help her become a better person. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, so I, I said to him, I said, don't feel guilty. Don't push her away no. e as hard as it is. I said, don't push her away. You've got to love her. You've got to let her get mm -hmm. to know you because even though she may not remember, you know, moments and, and experiences, you will give her things that yes. will just be part of who she becomes. Mm -hmm. And um, that was a difficult conversation we had mm -hmm. to have with our, yeah. with our children because um, after his six months of chemo, mm -hmm. um, we thought everything was back yeah, to normal, right? Yeah, we they thought said we got it they, all. They said you know, we yeah. got everything. And you think, free yeah. and clear, it's, no it's, more two times to the you know, yeah. treatments, all that kind of stuff. Exactly, but then about four months later, he was in a lot of pain again. Mm. And uh, we went back and found out the cancer had spread. Okay. So it had spread, you know, I guess through the blood or mm -hmm. the lymph nodes, and yes. it was it was everywhere. It was in okay. his lungs, it was in his back, and mm -hmm. his abdomen. Um, so even too much, even to have surgery or it, even yes. chemo wouldn't kind of take care of 
you know what what he had what it what he yeah. had and so we did do some uh, some more chemo is different chemotherapy okay by that point yes because um, they were researching new drugs so mm -hmm. he tried the new drugs yeah and he tried some oral chemotherapies okay. as well mm -hmm. um, and he, and he and we just kind of resigned our fa ourselves to the fact that he's gonna live with cancer mm -hmm. that it was a stage four cancer he wasn't yeah. going to be cured from it no but um, it's a part of your it life was that part you of our life adapt that to and stuff exactly like that. so with with him was there hair loss with that as no well? he didn't no. have hair loss oh, okay. so um, I guess it depends on the type of chemotherapy yes. um, and so he didn't have to deal with that mm -hmm. he had other um, uh, side effects to deal with okay. things like um, anything that was too cold or too hot mm -hmm. um, in his mouth or just even a breeze he could uh, feel it in his fingertips yes. mm -hmm. um, and the hardest part of chemotherapy kind of one of the things that people don't tell you about mm -hmm. is you know how it affects a person um, mm -hmm. you know their personalities mm -hmm. how it affects their feelings mm -hmm. you know there's so much going on when people have a cancer diagnosis yes. it's not just the disease it's not just the cells in your body mm -hmm. but it has to do you know there's so much in terms of you know psychologically what people yes, are dealing yes. with and as well as their families um, you know, it was it was tough on our. I won't sugarcoat it. It was mm -hmm. tough on our marriage. You know, at the one time I want to be supportive of him, mm -hmm. but sometimes you know it's tough um, being a caregiver. Well, and very draining emotionally and things like that. Plus, you have the three small children as well. Plus, yes. your own self, and exactly. you have nowhere to run, nowhere to hide. You can't lock yourself in the bathroom and take a bath for two hours yeah. because he's unable to take care of them. Exactly. It's mainly you're the one. It's the same, I think, as having an elderly parent or or a, a sibling that has some kind of you know debilitating circumstance where you have to always be there and, and stuff like that and and it really I think kind of tests you for who you are as a person and who you are I mean just going back to what you said earlier but just having that talk even though difficult but was really great wisdom I think from what I'm hearing it's yeah you're it's important to make time for those people because you never know and even if it's that 30 seconds or even a smile at someone you never know the change that you're gonna make in their their lives rather than saying well I've just resided to you know and I'm kind of done and I'm gonna disconnect where I think even that little bit of giving and a little bit of sharing and and even what you're doing today with our guests you're also mm -hmm. sharing your story which is very real very raw and and to relive it I know is not always pleasant but I know it, it because there's stuff in there that people could help because either somebody is going through it or somebody knows who's going through it to say it's okay I can be frustrated it's okay I can be I don't have to be happy all the time I don't have to be say hey cheer up it's gonna be fine yeah you know what I mean like thing, things like that so getting back to your story now so I mean being being frustrated or, or trying to carry on you've got to take care of him and now you have to take care of the kids exactly and it and then when the cancer turned to be more terminal mm -hmm. where there was, there was a point where he he was declining and okay. um, he wasn't able to sleep in our own bed anymore mm -hmm. just even physically lying down okay. was uncomfortable he was mm -hmm. in so much pain and I remember saying to the doctor 
I said, it feels like something has changed. Mm -hmm. It feels like something is different. And although on on scans and, mm -hmm. and blood work and paperwork, yes. she said things haven't changed on paper. Mm -hmm. I said to her, it just feels like something has changed. Yes. And, um, and then of course they did some further probing and mm -hmm. further um, analysis and uh, it re had revealed the cancer had mm -hmm. um, spread again yes. and there were blockages um, so he was no longer able to mm -hmm. eat um, and that's when that's when we got the news that the that they called the cancer terminal oh, okay and yeah. they said um, that was in January 2014 they said it, it would be about six to twelve months mm. so we had this news that we had to digest mm -hmm. and we had to come to terms with and we had to absorb um, but all the while we had to protect our kids yes and I was always and being a um, an educator by profession mm -hmm. I'm always very conscious of what you share with children yes. is important yes. we don't mm -hmm. want to lie to our children no. but we also had to be patient with ourselves mm -hmm. to be in the right um, frame of mind to yes. share the news with them mm -hmm. and I remember I did a lot of reading and a lot of research on how do you tell kids the worst mm -hmm. news in the world of course and yes. of course we weren't able to tell them right away mm -hmm. because we had to absorb it ourselves mm -hmm. and in and at that time our children would have been um, not even two oh, okay. uh, yes. six and about mm -hmm. eight and in one of the books I read, they said, no matter what ages your children are, mm -hmm. you need to tell all of them all at the same time. And I remember thinking, that's really weird because my youngest can barely talk. Mm -hmm. how, how would I be able to tell her at yes. the same time as my other ones? But it's, it's funny how children mm -hmm. um, react to oh, different course. things. Yes. And mm -hmm. so we told them all at the same time. Mm -hmm. And of course, we're all crying. Yes. It had to be a composed cry, mm -hmm. not composed cry. I, I was real no, and raw with wanna, my children. Yeah, you don't want to lose it. You don't want to have an ugly. Yeah, you don't want to have an like ugly that. cry and scare no. your children. Yes. So we were composed, but of course there were tears, and my mm -hmm. two oldest had had trouble, and my youngest one, you know, not even two years old. Mm -hmm. I remember her grabbing tissue oh, and just no. handing out tissue to everybody, mm -hmm. and so she knew mm -hmm. something was wrong and she yes. tried to um, to do what she could mm -hmm. and that was always my my conviction with going through it was however scared I was I didn't yes. want my children to be scared. Uh, well I want to thank you Christine for sharing your truly inspiring story. I know we have more to come because I said you know going from tragedy to triumph so if you stay tuned viewers on another episode of, of our program we're going to show Christine now to show what she did with going from that tragedy and making it a triumph so I thank you for viewing today and we'll be back soon